Welcome to the Pelican Brief. I am your host, David Tatman. Uh, we are delighted to have with us today uh, a gubernatorial candidate. Uh, we sort of made a connection a little uh, earlier before the show. Uh, we actually met each other a long time ago, and so it's good to see uh, my old friend, Hunter Lundy. Hunter, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me, David. It's uh, a delightful to be here. Well, thank you, and uh, thank you for offering yourself uh, for public service. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself so that they can get to know you a little bit better. Well, I'm the third of four children to Pat and Patricia Lundy. We were raised in Calcasieu Parish, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, my father had started as a crane operator for Lake Charles Stevedores, and he ended up years later owning the companies and owning some maritime companies. And my mother was a kindergarten teacher who later became a, a teacher in the college at the local university teaching childhood education. And my oldest uh, sibling was my sister. She's, she's still alive. She's a uh, retired school, school board teacher. My older brother is deceased. He was a water chemist, and my younger brother is a lawyer and followed in his older brother's footsteps. And so we've had a law firm for uh, 36 years. Um, I went to, started LaGrange High School, finished LaGrange in Lake Charles, went to McNeese, transferred to Millsaps College, played football at Millsaps College, then went to law school in Mississippi, then worked for a federal judge in, in Biloxi for a couple of years, then moved back to Lake Charles and went to work for Governor Sam Jones's old law firm. And then in 1986, I started my own law firm. And so uh, I was the CEO for that law firm. We've had offices in four states, and I've, I've had the uh, blessing of being an advocate for many people, uh, many companies all over the United States. Um, we, had, you know, we had an office in Jackson, Mississippi for 25 years. Uh, my father was originally from Mississippi. Uh, you mentioned earlier my grandfather was a high school football coach that moved to Calcasieu Parish during the war to be the Boy Scout executive. He gave up coaching. My father later came to Louisiana to be close to his family. He met my mother, the daughter of a rice farmer, and that's how the story began. That's, that's awesome. It's a great story. And I know you've been very successful in your career, and I know you're very involved in the community. And it's interesting because, as I mentioned to you, I started my career with the Boy Scouts of America as well. Uh, but, uh, and it was a great program, uh, and, and I met a lot of great people. So, so you know, uh, you, and I know you know this because you've been around a long time. When you're uh, t being the governor of the state of Louisiana, being the CEO of a $40 billion corporation, which the state really is, is a big undertaking. What made you want to take on not only the race, which is a, a, a job in and of itself, but then to get elected uh, to, to manage and run the state of Louisiana? What, what made you get in the race? My call in life has always been to help people. And just because I decided to leave the courtroom and go to the Capitol, the call hadn't stopped. And so, uh, I mean, we have many issues in the state of Louisiana. God's given me certain talents. I know that um, wisdom uh, precedes knowledge and understanding. And so, I, you know, I have the most gray hair in the, in the campaign, and I'm probably uh, a little bit uh, uh, wiser and more experienced than a lot of people. And I don't mean that egotistically wise or anything else. I just I know that um, when you run in a campaign like this, you got to set yourself apart from the others. 
and I'm not demeaning any of the other candidates, but I just know who I am. So I felt led to leave the law practice and to run for governor. I had confirmation from four different people, uh, and the last one was my 90-year-old mother. And so I knew that this is what I was supposed to do. I have the skills, I have the talent, and, I, and like I said, I've been the CEO. I'm, I'm the only candidate in this race that signed the front side of a check for 36 years. And so it makes a little difference. And I understand governing, I will be a, a good governor, not a ruler, but a governor. And so I've negotiated, uh, David, I've negotiated $10 deals, I've negotiated $10 billion deals. And so I have relationships around the country, and the economy is a significant thing. More than that, um, we have the in the top three poverty states in the nation. And uh, so uh, the theme of my, um, uh, my uh, campaign is crime, poverty, and education. And we have got to reach our children. And, uh, and we've got challenges because we've got 800,000 single-parent single families in Louisiana. And so many kids are coming up through generational poverty second and third generation. And so we have those challenges. So I have a plan to attack that. I have a plan to, uh, to change us out of this poverty role, uh, to change us in our educational system. I commend the legislature for the last two sessions. They have dedicated more money towards kindergarten and pre-K. That's where it starts. Like I said, my mother was one of those teachers and, and she's educated me and the brain of a child is formed by the time they're five years old. We've got to reach them in pre-K and so we can do that, and I already know, having reviewed data, that illiteracy and you know, incarceration run hand in hand. And so we need to get our children to where they can read before they get to the fourth grade. And then we need to have when our prisoners get out of prison, they need a GED, they need a two-year degree, or they need a four-year degree. Again, statistics show recidivism goes down to 14% if you give them a college degree. It goes down to excuse me, 14% if it's a two-year degree, 9% if it's a college degree. And um, I would say that we, we only parole people that have GEDs and we make them get their GEDs. 800, I mean, not 800,000, but 80% of the jobs in Louisiana do not require a college education. So I toured Angola the other day, and, you know, they have great trade schools there. And in Louisiana today, we have some of the best community colleges and trade schools in the nation and we're connecting them with the four-year universities we're connecting them with the high schools so you can take uh, a trade school student somebody who's got a license for hvac somebody who's an electrician a plumber or a carpenter we can transform this poverty situation in louisiana if we connect the trade schools the colleges and private business and the nonprofits. it's being done in a, in a small sort of way, but we could do it statewide. Now, I have relationships with developers in the state of Louisiana and all over the country. And so there's people plugged into this message. When we change the poverty, we change the perception of Louisiana. We don't have our children wanting to leave the state when they finish high school or get a college degree. We give them a reason to stay. So you get rid of blight, you get rid of poverty, we change. And, of course, you're educating people while you're doing that. You're drawing economic development while you're doing that. So that's why I'm saying crime, education, and, and um, poverty are all connected. You take care of one, you take them. So crime, we've, we've, I've mentioned that three or four times. Uh, I'm not the one throwing grenades and criticizing the whole world. I'll be the, the governor that goes right in and offers to help 
any mayor, any parish president that wants to resolve the problems and the crime in their areas. Because, I mean, they, we have some of our larger cities that have crime issues. We can fix that. We watched the mayor of New York many years ago go into that city 25 years ago and turn it around. We can do the same thing in Louisiana. We just have to, we have to address mental illness. We have to address addiction. We have to address the homeless. We can do that. I know that, uh, you know, I've talked to businessmen in New Orleans. Uh, they do not want people laying in front of their doors of their restaurant when people won't walk in. And we don't need to be criticizing everybody in the world to, to damage our tourism in the state of Louisiana. So I separate myself from certain candidates in this race by saying I'm a consensus builder. I'm not a grenade thrower. I don't come looking for a fight. Now, you know I know how to fight, but I don't come looking for a fight. I look for a resolution. So that'll sep separate me from the other people. And I, I'm okay. You know, I mean, you know, I'm a justice guy. I believe, you know, the, my, my scripture that I rely on is Micah 6, 8. We do justice, we love mercy, and we walk humbly with the Lord. And so um, that's what we need to do in Louisiana. So that's kind of the theme. Education first. We change our prison system. We change our literacy rate. We change the, the houses. We get these single moms educated. We got to move that minimum wage. I'm sorry. I'm so disappointed with that. But, you know, hope is a decision. It's not a feeling. So I have a decision for hope. I have a decision that we can get us off of the, the top of the list in poverty and the bottom of the list in education. We can transform this state. And it's because there's a lot of people that feel just like you and I do, David. They have this feeling. So I'm a doer. I'm an actor. You know, I, will, I, I have nothing in my heart but the people of Louisiana. I have God first. But, I mean, the people next, you know, our little theme that we go on is that we love God, we love people, and we live it out. And so this is me living it out at this stage in my life because I have the ability to. I think we'll have the funding to, and uh, we'll win this race. Well, I certainly appreciate you putting yourself out there for public services. As uh, you and I discussed, I served 12 years on the East Baton Rouge Parish School Board, one of the one of the toughest districts in the state. And we've always said that education is the great equalizer. If we can uh, teach our kids skills and get them jobs and give them hope, thing good things can happen. And so uh, the, it's great. And you you really have been a great candidate in terms of not being con you know controversial or attacking other people. I think that's what really people want to hear. Right. They want to hear what your message is and the things that you're doing. And you just uh, laid that out. So let's 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 do a little exercise here that I've done with the candidates that have came in. Let's pretend you're elected today. Now, that's got to feel good. Right. So you get elected tonight and you're you're a governor elect. What are, what are the first things you're going to do? Is it a special session or do you what what things or one, two or three things do you want to try to go right out and tackle? Well, we'll post our agenda ahead of time. So if you heard my announcement, you said I'm canceling the victory party and I'm dodging the lobbyist and I'm going straight in and call a legislature into session and then we're going to do the things that we said we're going to do. And one of them is we're going to make sure we have the proper funding for our education. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I've been watching what the legislature does and, and they don't want to lift, lift this, um, uh, the ceiling on our, on our limit of spending, which we have all this excess money. Uh, I think we've got to fix our roads. You know, I mean, our roads are horrendous. We got two of the worst situations in America, in Louisiana, the bridge over Calcasieu River and the bridge here 
that just held me up for umpteen minutes trying to get here. And so um, we got to take care of that. If we don't take care of our roads and bridges, I mean, moms can't get their children to school on time. You know, I heard a, I heard a congressman refer to the bridge in Baton Rouge as a parking lot the other day. And so I, I have to agree with him. And so in the Calcasieu River Bridge is a danger. It's got to be fixed. And, and so that'll be high on the priority, getting the money uh, to need it to fix these bridges, to start these programs, to plant the seeds that may not take place during my uh, governorship, but we're going to start them. We're going to get them done. And so that and education will be top on the list. And then, you know, I, t I mentioned recidivism. You know, if we, if a prisoner gets out of Angola or any other state prison and they have a job and they have a place to live, they'll never go back. It's all about jobs and a place. To, we got nonprofits that do that today that pick them up. And so they get them educated. You know, unfortunately, the average, uh, you know, service time in Angola is like 54 years. But even if somebody goes at, at 20 years of age or 18 years of age, they're going to get out in their 40s possibly, and they got a life. So they need to learn technology. They need to have a place to live. They need to have a job. And, again, it's going back to trade schools. We've got to connect all our trade schools and give jobs. When I mentioned education, I followed what um, Governor Huckabee has done. I'm in total agreement. you got to pay your teachers more money. I'm disappointed in what our legislature has done. I know that they want to think they can pass it down to the local parishes to, to provide the money, but it's not going to happen that way. We have to give teachers a raise. I've got a daughter that's a teacher. She's taught in private schools. She's taught in public schools. She's taught in community colleges. She's taught all over. And uh, we've got to install civility back in the classroom. We've got to pay our teachers, and then we've got to let them teach. We don't teach to test. If you've heard my commercial, you're going to hear it. And, and I'm sick of it, and so are the teachers of Louisiana. So they need a start and pay of about $50,000. The only thing that I would give a debt forgiveness to would be to a teacher, and that would give them another 20% in pay increase, and then maybe reward them based upon performance. But pulling our kids out of the classroom to prepare them weeks and weeks to take a test has got to stop. Not letting our kids go out to, um, uh, to recess they almost passed it in 2018. You had the Republicans and you had the teachers unions agreeing, but yet they couldn't get it through. We need mandatory recess. You look at what's happening to um, the obesity level in Louisiana, and it's in, it's in our kids. And then you look at the diabetes that's happening in Louisiana. There's many things that we could point out. But again, I believe, I believe we got hope. I believe we got the best people in the country. I believe Louisiana is the best state in the land as the song goes and where they grow the sugar cane so grand. I believe that. And so we can make that change. We can do that, and I will do that. And, I, and I've made it. You know, I've told people, I'm going out of this world with boots on the ground. I want God to use me up while I'm still here on this earth, and I'm going to use it up for people. Hmm. That's the only way we can affect people. That's great. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned, but my wife is a 33-year retired educator, and uh, you're, you're absolutely right. You, you, her biggest frustration was the fact that she really became more of a, a babysitter than a teacher, and uh, she loved teaching. Her father taught for 55 years, and so you, uh, they were a family of educators, and she didn't do it because she needed to. She did it as a vocation, and 
Uh, if you can improve the classroom environment, you're going to get more people who want to come back and dedicate their lives to be educators. Because for those who are educators, there's nothing more rewarding to walk up and or a child to walk up to you and say, you used to teach me in seventh grade, or you right. used to coach me, or you used to do this. And so it really is uh, a, a great profession, and we should pay uh, more. And then to the minimum wage thing, I don't know who's who even pays minimum wage anymore anyway because you right now you cannot get people to work and, and right. it's so hard to get people to come back to work so you know uh, what that's really about that's really about hope yeah you know you think somebody that um uh, it makes seven dollars an hour how about a mom that's trying to do two or three jobs and has children that she's trying to feed and is both jobs are minimum wage jobs and then she's got a third grader that she's worried about that, that can't read because she don't have time to even stay home and work with them at night because she's doing these two or three jobs, making minimum wage. And I, I've made the station, that child is in the pipeline to prison already. And so I, I'm all in for paying them what they deserve and increasing the increasing the minimum wage. Yeah, and and think about this, minimum wage with what 7%, 8% inflation that we've been experiencing, it gets less and less and less all the time. Yeah, I don't know how you make it on I don't know how you make it on $10 an hour. You know, it it, it really is. It's not enough money, particularly as things continue to balloon in, you know, what their costs are. So um, that those are all great things, and I, I know uh, clearly are foundational in what you're suggesting. And infrastructure, I uh, wanted to make a point about the bridge. Our bridge downtown, we call it here in Baton Rouge, I don't know if you know this, we call the I-10 bridge the new bridge. It's 60 years old. So we call it the new bridge. So it's my age. Uh, it was it was built about when I was uh, born. So um, so let's kind of shift gears a little bit. I, we always like to ask, you know, becoming a governor of the state of Louisiana is a, 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 a big task, right? The campaigns are big. There's lots of money out there. Um, tell us how you are going to win this gubernatorial campaign. Well, I'm the only independent in the race. There's 860,000 registered independents and no parties. I tell people one vote more than the third place finisher in the primary and I'll be your governor. And so you can figure that one out. Right. And so I am working hard. I make the runoff. I win the governorship. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of people there out there. Um, there's one, uh, well, there's really two Democrats, but one prevalent Democrat in the race. There's five Republicans in the race and there's me. And um, I've raised a lot of money, you know. I've given a lot of money and will because people, the constituents want to know, are you willing to make a sacrifice uh, if you choose to be the governor? I said, yeah, I'm willing to make a sacrifice. And so we're raising a lot of money. We have the money to make the run. And um, so we'll be competitive. I believe that we can win. Uh, even if, if we don't raise a lot more money, I think we're positioned to win. And so I just have to get out. So I got out early. I got out um, in February of 2022, and I started visiting churches. I've been in 45 churches in the last eight or nine months. And so um, I talked to pastors. I, I've got friends that are priests that are supporting me. And, um, and I have, um, you know, I just, again, for me, it's about, you know, God, faith, freedom, family, get, <laughs> let's move on in the right direction. And I think as a whole, the state, you know, we, we've become a victim of the extremes. 
our state government has. And um, our nation became a victim of the streams. And now the state has become a victim of the streams. I became an independent because of, the, because of that reason. A number of years ago, you know, I was looking at Supreme Court decisions and who was appointing them because I'm a lawyer. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a justice guy. And so I believe everybody has to be accountable. And so we have three branches of government, and we need, we need to let those three branches be those three branches. And we can't let any one group try to dominate our, our state or our country. We've seen so much of that attempted in the recent years. So um, if, that, if that helps answer the question, but I, I have a pathway to victory. It's getting wider every day. It was narrow at first. It's getting wider every day. And so I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't, um, you know, I'm pro-life. That'll probably separate me from one or two of the candidates. And, um, and I'm very conservative, and I watch what the legislature's done. The legislature's been really conservative in, in the decisions they've made in that area. Um, you know, they haven't been, uh, I haven't aligned with them on some of the other areas, other decisions makings, but those are, those are business decisions. And, you know, you can always have consensus as a, as a governor with the legislature, you can reach a consensus. You just can't compromise on issues of, 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 of real moral truth. And so, so we can, I can work with anybody. I don't care if they're Democrat or if they're Republican, if they're independent, if it's a good idea, then we go with it. And so that kind of gives me an edge as the governor. I'm gonna have them on both sides of the aisle that are with me and that'll be our leadership and that have common sense. Because you know, even if, if people, and I've always said this, if we can get the, um, the faith community, Protestants, Pentecostals, Catholics, Jewish community lined up, we can elect anybody we choose nationwide, statewide. Mm -hmm. And so you know what my efforts being made. Yes, sir. And yep. so that's kind of, and so that's, I have worked hard and um, I haven't, I mean, I've been up since the crack of dawn this morning. <laughs> yes, last night I ran in the frog parade in Rain, Louisiana. I can't say I walked because the bus was getting there. We have a bus strike that says Hunter Lundy for governor. And we've been all over the state. And so um, uh, it was literally running for several miles. So I still, I still have it in me. When they say you're running for governor, I said, literally we are. Running, yes. <laughs> so, well, anyway. tell Tell us, uh, let, tell our audience how they can get in touch with you. Uh, LundyForLouisiana.com, Hunter Lundy Governor. You can find us. You can follow us. Uh, you can contribute on, on the website. You can contribute online. You can contribute uh, and through the mail. You can contribute anyway. Now this, this young generation that does everything by debit card today, let her rip. <laughs> yeah, I like give it. Give it away. Uh -huh. so, um, uh, so You're not taking Bitcoin contributions. No, I'm not no. taking Bitcoin. <laughs> and, you know, as you know, David, when you're running for governor, you cannot stop raising money. No, you can't. You cannot. And so there's always a fine line between ground effort and media. You bet. And so, and, and uh, you know, I know in my heart what I have to do. And sometimes it agrees with my consultants, and sometimes it, it does doesn't. Not, yes. And so, <laughs> and so I had to tell um, uh, he's he's a good friend, and he's a genius when it comes to media. I said, "Listen, uh, I am um, 
I respect your opinion, but I trust the Lord. <laughs> so that's, the, that's uh, and so you, there's always that balance, and you always, you know, you want God to, to give you an unction as to what you should do or not do. And I feel like we have. I'm surrounded by wonderful people. I got a great team that's working around the clock. So we hired the best people. Uh, you know, we've got a mixture of Republicans and Democrats and independents and and the, the Democrats are what I would call conservative Democrats. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's who we are. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I, I think the vast majority of people are independent in their thoughts. They are. I, I think that there's a, uh, I read an article, I think it was in the New York Times, it said that um, the radical left was 13%, the radical uh, right was like 12%, but the, all of the people in the middle are really independent thinkers. It's not necessarily based on party lines. And so it'll be interesting. A lot of people are watching your race to, because the independent piece would, would be unique to uh, Louisiana. Uh, But I think uh, there's definitely, as you said, things going on at the national level, state level. Um, I think uh, having been around this for a long time, uh, leadership is something when you see a strong leader come in uh, to our state and lead, good things happen. And so somebody like you, if you can get elected and you can go lead, right, to do the right things, and it sounds like you, you know what you want and you have great passion for it. And so I guess in addition to all of your contributions, you probably want some prayers too, right? Oh, yeah. We have a, we have a lot of people praying for us. I have uh, pastors and Missouri and Florida and Tennessee and Louisiana. And like I said, I've been in 45 churches. And uh, I, I ask them if they recognize me, I'm thankful. If they give me one to three minutes or three to five minutes, I'm gracious. If they want to give me 15, I'll preach. So they can, whatever they offer, I, I accept. But I, I thank God for that. And, you know, I prayed before I got into this race that this was, I would stay on message. And, you know, and my heart and mind is in this race, and it's it's not about me because I don't need a job. I don't need a title. I certainly I don't need any power. I'm I'm not a I'm not in it uh, to for a stepping stone for another office down the road. This is it for me, and it's all about the people of Louisiana. We can and are the best state in the land. Land. We just want to bring it out. We just want to, and I want to see lives changed. I mean, I want to see people fed. I've been all over the world, David. I've been in the slums of Kenya and Nairobi. I've been in Swaziland. I've been in India. I've seen the worst of the worst. And we have situations in this state that are bad. And so we can change that. We can transform that. And it takes private business and industry. And I I have, uh, you know, I have relationships all over America. I think we can help the state economically. A real big interest in the maritime field. And so we can really help this state. And uh, just people have to come together. You know, there has to be consensus building. Yep. And look, I want to thank you for coming on. I hope as the campaign goes on, we'll continue to have a conversation. We'll get you back on as we get further in this process. Uh, we appreciate so much your time. We know you're busy. I think you crisscrossed the state. You went from border to border, This, or will, I guess, by the end of the day, have gone uh, border to border. And so uh, we thank you for being here. Uh, I uh, want to uh, remind everybody that you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, our hand there is at
Pelican Brief 225. Uh, you can also f follow us on uh, the YouTube channel, which is at the Pelican Brief 225. You can email us at the Pelican Brief 225 at gmail.com. Uh, if you have a good take, uh, we'll mention it on the show. If you have a great take, you may be a guest. So uh, we look uh, forward to the race. We look forward to uh, staying in touch with you and what's going on. Uh, he is Hunter Lundy. I am David Tatman. And this is the Pelican Brief. The Pelican Brief is an off-script production 